movies that made us on 90.3 KRNU. Today, we will be discussing Barbie as the Princess in the Popper. Yay! A fan favorite. My favorite. <laughs> exactly. It is a fan favorite, but it, it's also my favorite. <laughs> a host favorite, if you will. Yes. Yes. Barbie as Princess in the Popper tells the story of Annalise, a princess, and Erica, a popper. Annalise becomes engaged to King Dominic in an attempt to free her kingdom from poverty. And after meeting Erica in the town square, Annalise is kidnapped by Preminger. And his two henchmen. And his two henchmen. <laughs> Julian finds Erica and convinces her to pretend to be Annalise in order to continue the marriage to Dominic, while Julian attempts to find and rescue Annalise. Erica starts to fall in love with Dominic, and Erica's dog cat, Wolfie, gets word Annalise is in danger, saves her, and the kingdom is saved due to geodes and everyone lives happily ever after. <laughs> I love this movie. I'm so excited. If you can't tell by how many times I've mentioned Princess and the Popper in every single podcast we have done this far, this is my all-time favorite Barbie movie ever. This might honestly be in my top 10 movies of all time. And I'm a film studies major. You do this for a living. <laughs> I do this for a living. <laughs> Why is this your favorite episode? Give us a little rundown of your love of this. Okay, so when I was a kid, this was my absolute, like, one of my favorite movies of all time. And it was my favorite Barbie movie. Like, of course, I had the VHS. I had Dollhouse Castle. Yeah, I that had was gorgeous. The singing dolls. I had the little toy versions of Wolfie and Serafina. Oh my god. Um, I think I even had the dolls for Julian and King Dominic as well. I'm very excited. Very excited. I was actually supposed to go as Erica and Annalise. <gasps> with uh, my old roommate for Halloween this last year, but we didn't get around to it. She was going to be Annalise because she is blonde, and I was going to be Erica because I am a brunette. Um, also, because it matches our personalities better, and I wanted to end up with King Dominic because I love Julian, but King Dominic slays. Okay, good, because <laughs> I love Julian, so if so we can't get married to the same man. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Thank you. Love that for us. Great. <laughs> we each have our respective dibs. Yes. So this one came out on September 20th in 2004, and I was a little over one year old, um, so I don't really remember when it came out. But we're starting to get into the point where, like, I had a conscience, like, I, I, was, I was conscious of my surroundings. You had opinions. <laughs> yeah, at the time. But as I was growing up, this already existed, and so my love for it, like, just exploded basically. But some of my favorite things about it are obviously the songs. Yeah. I am a musical theater, like theater kid girly at heart. Yes. I am also very, very, very into music and drama. And this soundtrack just perfectly encapsulates like all of that while also furthering along the plot line. And just some of the like key songs that like I will listen to even today. If you love me for me, I'd be glad if you loved me for me. Which is a duet sung by Erica, dressed as Annalise, and King Dominic, which so good. And just such a good message, too. Oh, yeah. Like about loving the person that you're with for who they are, not for who, like, they want you to be, which, yes, I am quoting Wizards of Waverly Place, Alex <laughs> versus Alex. 
Um, <laughs> but I digress. Like, that's just such a good message to send. And then also we have the my other favorite number, the bathtub cat's meow. Yeah. And if what you are is a strange you doesn't mean you should change you song with Wolfie and Erica and I just love that scene it's just so wholesome and cute and once again it's about like being who you are and loving a person for like who they are and like all their unique little differences even when you know it's a it's a cat that barks <laughs> a dog like cat a do- a, a, yeah a dog like cat and like the little bubbles they're just so oh cute I just I love it all that scene is truly magical. It's it really is. It really is. Can we just take a moment? Can we take like a good chunk of a moment? Oh yeah. To talk about the one, the only Martin Short as Preminger, the scream I scrump. Everyone buckle up. This is going to be a discussion. <laughs> Literally, it really is because he is just like the villain song. Yes. Raise every glass and rouse every cheer. Praise that the reign of Preminger is here. So good, and it's just one of the greatest villain songs ever because it like encapsulates like the dramaticness and the moment and like the vibes. And you know Martin Short's a theater kid. You know. You know he is. Even when he's in Only Murders in the Building, he plays a, a theater, theater kid. <laughs> but Love that for him. I know how iconic How Can I Refuse is. So when rewatching Princess and the Popper this morning, Barbie has Princess and the Popper. So sorry. Let me not slander <laughs> this movie. I I thought How Could I Refuse would be like a mid, not mm-hmm. a mid song as in it's okay, but a mid song as in it's in the middle of yeah. the movie it is 10 minutes in it is it starts out on a high note yeah it really does it we start off on how could i refuse and i was shocked because i don't remember it being that mm-hmm. i remember it being the most iconic oh yeah but i don't remember it being like okay we open this is preminger's story truly mm-hmm. he totally like takes over mm-hmm. he really does well, he's the star of the show <laughs> To put this in theater kid terms, <laughs> he pulls focus in every scene he's he in. He really does, yeah. And absolutely, yes. And it also just um, reminds me because you brought up how it's like definitely the most iconic, and I think another one of the most like when you think of Barbie Princess and the Popper, you think of I'm just like you. Right? Yes, I'm just like you. I think that's true. You're just like me. Yes, I can. See. We take responsibility. Either that or free. Like you. Yes. Right or free. I love that because it. Okay, I'm going to go on kind of a tangent here. But so when you like listen to the lyrics of that song, they're talking about like how Annalise comes from like when she wants breakfast, she just likes rings her little bell and the maid comes running in with like her cookies and her scrambled eggs and like rubs her feet while she eats and like has this nice life. But all she really wants is just to do whatever she wants. She wants freedom. She wants freedom. And Erica being on the complete opposite side of the spectrum, being like, if I want breakfast, I have to go get the eggs myself and they're a mile away and it's cold and I'm not doing that. I have to make my own clothes. I'm in like, I'm struggling with my parents' debt. I'm an indentured servant. I'm an indentured servant. And it's been like this my whole life. And while they're on completely opposite sides of like the class system that they're living in, they're still like, 
we are the same even yeah. though we're entirely different we're the same because i'm just we like both you you're have, just like me yeah we there's both somewhere have, else we'd rather be <laughs> i was just gonna say that we both have somewhere else would where we would rather be we want to be free we want to be free to do like to learn to love to do the things that we want all of these different things which is just such a powerful message especially like in today's time even with class wars and wage gaps wage disparities thank you yeah. wage disparity i could not think of words it's okay um and especially like in light of all things like that like from either side of the spectrum you see the other person on the other side as someone so completely different from yourself and while they are you both have something in common you'd both rather not be living the way you're living in some way or another and so I think that that's just a really cool, like, thing to think about, especially, like, for young kids. Yeah. And I just I just love that. And it was something that I was just thinking about recently because I was thinking about the lyrics when we first started, like, doing this podcast. And I listened to it over again. And I was like, that's kind of like a really weird like thing how they're like oh like i'm living in like dirt poor poverty indentured servitude and you're getting like your feet rubbed while your like food's brought to you yeah. you know and you'll never have to like worry about like eating a day in your life or having a roof over your head and that's what i struggle with worrying every day like how could we be the same you know like that's just a really weird thing to say yeah. but then when you think about it it's like oh yeah they are the same and not just the fact that they look the same which is what i thought when i was a kid mm -hmm. it's like oh they're the same person <laughs> they're the same person also i'm totally going to get the crown birthmark tattoo yes you should on my shoulder it comes with a placement it does <laughs> i don't even have to decide where i'm gonna put it it mm -hmm. comes with a designated placement yeah so i'm totally doing it one day but yeah i just think that the messages in this movie are so important I just love it. It's just so good. <laughs> I agree. I also love how Erica doesn't resent her parents for her mm -hmm. indentured servitude. I yeah. We don't know where her parents are. Probably dead because yeah. this is... But Madame Carp, who is another villain of the story, but yeah. is not the main villain. Just a villain in a different way. Yeah. Uh, you know, running an indentured servitude mm -hmm. seamstress place. Anyway, she makes a statement of like, essentially haha you should have thought of that before you became poor and erica's just like haha my parents took out money your money and took out a loan so they could feed me yeah and i love that she isn't like well my parents put me in this position while mm -hmm. they suck yeah it's just she's very grateful and i love her and i also yeah. love annalise mentions in free how i think they this might be a harmony moment where they both sing but Duty means doing the thing your heart may well regret. I'll remain forever royal. I'll repay my parents' debt. Duty means doing the things your heart may well regret. And both of them have that regret of like, wow, yeah. I can't be a singer because I'm in poverty. <laughs> um, and I can't marry the man I love because I have to marry King Dominic because in order to like save my entire kingdom. Yeah, which is a lot of stress to put on like an eighteen-year-old. Yeah, and on a marriage. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we love King Dominic though. He slays. He slays. <laughs> I love him. I think he is a theater kid though, and that's why I love him. <laughs> but bringing it back to Preminger, I love his two little henchmen all right here we they go they are so funny they are the comic relief of the entire thing yes 
And we love that for them. They're hilarious. They are the worst possible henchmen. Like yes. money could buy. <laughs> Literally, because Preminger has been stealing gold from the kingdom is, and yeah, is the reason they're bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought of something really funny. Sorry. Mm -hmm. um, can we just talk about the part where Annalise and Julian are in the cave with like the geodes? Yeah. And she's just like, it's just like you. Unassuming on the outside, but beautiful within. And he's just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? I'm a rock to you. <laughs> I'm unassuming on the outside. Probably because, you know, he, he was raised in, I don't think the same situation as Erica, but, but he like, mentions poor. He mentions my parents. I didn't have a house. I had a room at the end of a hall. Yeah. That I shared with my parents. So he's not it's probably similar to like indentured servitude mm -hmm. but something a little different and then he became an academic so that he could become a tutor he does that to you know make his money in life money. and then he and get his girl love. get his girl the fact that he knew that something was up because that oh letter didn't smell like her signature scent of lilac my guy I'm going to talk about Julian now because he I love him so Go much. <laughs> he set my standards for men, women, anyone way too high. As he should. As he should. When they are in <laughs> the town square as Annalise is like, this is my last chance at freedom. I want to see the people that I'm going to be do marrying yeah. this random man for. He picks up a flower and says the scientific name and she goes, oh, my favorite. But you already knew that. And I was like, oh, my God. The scream we scrump. <laughs> if someone knows what my favorite flower is, I will die <laughs> if on my first date I am not given my favorite flower type. I probably will not go on the date. Honestly, so fair. Sorry. Fair. Absolutely fair. You have to set that bar high. I have to set the bar high, and I don't know if it's that high, but it is the bar that Julian set. So Honestly? That and... Slay. <laughs> slay. And how Preminger, the idiot scented that message with lilac and homeboy was like that's not right my girl sends her notes with roses yeah my girl does not send her love letters and lilac that is not my girl we don't get lilac love letters over here they're rose <laughs> yeah yeah i i love that just the little thing oh my god yes to be a princess to be a princess be a princess is to always look your best. To be a princess is to never get to rest. Sit for a portrait, never squirm. Let's go. And the bloopers for To Be a Princess. The bloopers in general, but To Be a Princess goes hard. Him break dancing. I love him. I love him. He's just so funny. He, he's such a king. We love that for him. A literal king. Literally. Yes. I, I love that. But, oh my God. It's just such a good movie. It's I such can't a even... <laughs> and the fact they come to find something that can save the kingdom from a, a mine. That... Yeah. The, that Preminger and Nick and Knack were in to literally sing the How Can I Refuse song. Yes. And that's where they found the geodes. And they were like, oh, these are just stupid rocks. This what can we do rock. with rocks? And then, of course, our girly gets down there and she's like, oh, rock. Because, like, what girl wouldn't go, ooh, rock. Ooh, rock. She is truly a woman in STEM. Honestly, yes. She sings about wanting to just read science books in the library all day and yes, she should she's out here identifying rock types and being like "Ooh, a geode this can save our kingdom and i love that for us because i feel like 
we've seen Barbie as princesses and as a lot of things. And she is a mm-hmm. princess. But she's more than that. But she's also an academic. And girls can be in STEM and women can be smart and also lead a country. Yeah, you can you can be a princess in STEM. You can be a princess in STEM. And we love that for her because mm-hmm. it's saying that like you don't have to forfeit your femininity, if you will, for scientific careers. You can read science you can books in a ball gown. As yeah. you should. As we should. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we, you know what we also love? We love Wolfie. We love Wolfie. We love Wolfie and Serafina. Mm-hmm. We love the fact that like this is one of the first times that the animals, like the talking animals in the film, have a direct plot line, not only of their own, but they like, actually put in like the work to like save the day. We've had times where like Penelope was the one who flew Barbie over the wall. Mm-hmm. And we've had other times where the unicorn helped out or like, other things like that, but like directly like, helping the plot line further yeah. along and having their own side storyline. And then they get Married at the end? These two cats get married to one another. Yes, and then they have little puppy kittens. Yes, and it's crazy the amount of cat dogs they have. And it's so adorable. They had a whole litter, Mm. and it's so cute. And then the double wedding. A double wedding, which, do you like the double wedding? I personally wouldn't have one for myself just because I am the type of person where I normally don't like attention. I don't like being perceived. But on the day that I get married, that is my day. All eyes will be on me. And that is that is my day. Like I am walking down the, the aisle when I eventually maybe get married by myself. No one's escorting me. Everyone's looking at me and me alone. Anyone else there would just cover up my pretty dress. Exactly. Um, so I wouldn't per se have a double wedding myself. But I do like it for them i like it for them i don't like their dresses in it i feel like the costume design throughout parts of this movie are good preminger's outfit is a sleigh for sure it really is and annalise's dress is so iconic and intricate Mm -hmm. and like the little details in it yes uh that's all gorgeous and then their wedding gowns are like plain they're just it's just like the white, white version of their dresses. Yeah. With like one color accent, which I like the color accent. I like the color but accent. I, like I don't like the also... blue trim. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the color accent was also so that you could identify the color characters. Yeah. Which is smart for like design purposes. Yeah. But it could have been done better. I agree. I also didn't like Erica's Annalise dress Mm -hmm. just because she became blonde and became Annalise and then the like pastel blue on her looked weird I get it to identify a character and I feel like it was also to show that even though she was doing her best to fit in she still wasn't fitting in well that makes it better then yeah well never mind then I think it had, like, the little blue tone to, like, not only be like, hey, like, this is the blue character, but also to be like, hey, like, she still stands out and even when she's trying to blend in. And even though, like, she looks like she's supposed to be here, she's not. She still stands out even when she's supposed to blend in. She's still full face plants in front of King Dominic the first time she meets him. <laughs> she gets back up. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> We also don't know it's King Dominic, and I'm going to circle back to this man is a theater kid. Homeboy came into this kingdom and posed as a page. As he should. To be like, I just wanted to know what you were like before I met you as the king. Yeah, because he the doesn't want people to be like, oh my god, you're a king. I have to act this certain way around you. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, he was like, I am this person. 
this is who I am. This is like my personality. And, King like, Dominic has sent things. you a letter. Yeah. Talking about himself as yeah. a third person. We love that. Um, and then like when he reveals it, she already likes him. Yeah. And then she's like, I don't know if I can do that. Like, I still the fact that Erica follows her dream at the end. Yes, I didn't really like that. Like she goes off. She follows her dream. They still keep their relationship. And who's waiting there the moment she gets back? Your boy, King Dominic. Your boy, King Dominic. He waited for her. And I love and appreciate that because he instead of like. Because even nowadays, a lot of guys would be like, oh, well, my job is making me move here. So you have to sacrifice your job so that yeah. we can go do like this thing because I'll make more money. <laughs> but your boy King Dominic in September of 2004 was there and he was like, my girl, go live her dream. My girl's got a great voice. Go share it with the world. Exactly. Yeah. I like I'm secure in my relationship. My girl can go live her dream and I will wait wait right here. And when she comes back, she will still love me and then we can we can just go on and live our lives together. A slay. And we love that. That's so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. Because it also shows that you don't have to give up your dream for love. Because a lot of the times I feel like in a lot of movies, you do. The first thing that popped into my head just now was Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. How at the end, how she's doing all this good stuff and she's like really doing good at her job. Finally. Finally. And Anne Hathaway is popping off. And then she gives it all up. You're supposed to believe that she gives all of that up for a guy who was mad at her for having the job in the first place. Yeah. And like her friends weren't even being real friends. And that's a lot of that's just an example of the lot. A lot of the other movies that we grew up with that were telling you that you should give up your mm -hmm. dreams for a boy, which is also stupid because boys aren't worth it. But that's the story for another time. <laughs> that's the story for another time. But I think that it's really good that Princess and the popper showed us like from a very young age that we don't have to give up what we love for who we love yes we if someone truly loves us they will let us go live our dreams and they will still be there waiting for us i also love how this movie in free they there is both Annalise's and Erica's I Want song, which is the musical theater term for essentially just a character telling an audience what they want. Yeah, their motivations. Their motivations. Will. And Annalise sings about marrying for love. Yeah. Because that's definitely something she was raised yeah. not having. That's uh, her dream. That's her dream. Because she didn't get to have, that was never really an option for her. No, from the time she was she was born to be an heir to marry a rich man mm -hmm. for her kingdom. Yeah. And she just didn't want that. Erica's dream was to become a singer, to be free, to travel mm -hmm. the world, to do all the things she couldn't do in indentured servitude. Yeah. I do really like how they... Not only do they both get their dreams, but they achieve their dreams in different ways. And Erica mm -hmm. was able to still find love and live her dream. Yeah. And Annalise was able to Rule. find a solution mm -hmm. to her problem without having to marry someone else. Yeah. Like, and be then able find to her rule love. her country like she wanted to do while also being able to live her dream and find love with. Yes. King Julian. Oh, my God. King Julian. King Julian. <laughs> 
he's technically King Julian. Why didn't I realize this until just now? But um but king uh annalise finding julian and annalise having a tangled moment of you are my new dream mm-hmm. <gasps> is very Yay. slay yes yes i love that and it also gives the vibes of princess diaries 2 yes <laughs> royal engagement yes <laughs> another slay where another anne hathaway movie wow i'm really thinking about anne hathaway you're on an anne hathaway trip i really am but another anne hathaway movie but in this one the entire plot is that she has to marry someone in order to rule because of the laws put in by her country right genovia yeah genovia and luckily like the queen she is and like the queen julie andrews is heck yeah change the law and they're like, Mm-mm, no, there is no, re- would you, like, she literally goes up in front of all of the council people on her wedding day that she calls off. And she's like, would you do this to your daughters? <gasps> would you do this to your daughters? Would you make them marry someone in order to, like, rule or have any position of power or job and give up marrying someone who they could love mm-hmm. for that? Like, why? Would you do this to your daughters? So why are you doing it to me? Slay. And then she changes the law and mm-hmm. everyone passes it. And it's such a slay. And she does still get Chris Pine in the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Chris Pine. Um, she does still get Chris Pine in the end. And um, once again, it's like a King Dominic situation where he's there waiting for her. And I don't know which movie was inspired by which, but I love them both. I agree. I wanted to bring up, this is also the first one directed by William Lau. Yeah. And he also directs a bunch of other, he goes on to direct a bunch of other Barbie movies. Barbie Mermaidia. He does with Walter P. Martius, who directed Fairytopia. And then he does Magic of the Rainbow, Christmas Carol, and Three Musketeers, which are all good ones. I agree. All good ones. And this one was also written by Alana Lesser and Cliff Ruby again, who also go on to write a, a lot of an insane Barbie amount movies. of the an Barbie insane movie. amount of Barbie movies. Basically that duo and Elise Allen just take turns for the entire rest of the filmography. Thank you. Filmography. Yeah. So I think that that's really a strong start for William Lau in the Barbie cinematic universe. The BCU, you if you will. The BCU. Yes. But speaking of the credits, we open not with Barbie telling a story to Kelly this time, but with butterflies. With butterflies that signify their colors and yes. basically narrate the story. Pink and blue butterflies who are the transitions between scenes and narrate the story and tell mm-hmm. us what's important. I also want to get those tattooed on me. It would be very cool. <laughs> it would be a cute tattoo. It would be a cute best friend or like sister tattoo. Yeah. Or I could just get it with my older brother who I made watch this movie like millions of times. Good. (laughs) As he should. But talking about this today definitely made me want to go home and force my boyfriend to watch it against as well. Good. As he should. As he should. I think it should be a legal requirement for all, all male identifying people to watch this movie at some point in time. Just for the... These are your standards. Yes. This is what you have to live up to. I need you to do more than them. This is the bar. You are only allowed to go above it. Exactly. (laughs) The bar is 50 feet in the clouds. Yes. Like 50 feet above where planes can go. Ooh. 
The bar is on Pluto. (laughs) I take it back. The bar is on Pluto. (laughs) I think we've lost the metaphor. (laughs) I just wanted to talk about Pluto. Okay, good. My favorite planet, for those who don't know. Me too. (gasps) Pluto's a planet. It really is. Anything else is stupid, and I refuse to believe it. Pluto didn't even get to turn one before it was ripped of. It literally has a heart on it. Mm -hmm. It's so not fair. I agree. It's not fair. Okay, we need to move on before I start crying because of Pluto's planetary status, because it's not his fault. He's small. Um, How would you rate out of Bibbles? Okay, so I would rate this 9 out of 10 Bibbles. Slay, slay. My only reservations are the outfits. Fair. And Preminger steals the show. I don't. I care. How can you be mad at him? How can I be mad at him? <laughs> how can I refuse the thing? How can I refuse this one point to make it a 10 out of 10? The thing is, I get distracted. And sometimes when Martin Short goes too hard, I'm like, I don't care about the people on the screen. I want to see Martin Short. <laughs> so I like low-key kind of resented Annalise a little bit throughout no, the film. No, fair. And your audience should not resent your protagonist. No, absolute, absolute but, fair. Yeah. That was it. It's still 9 out of 10. So, you know, it was <laughs> great. It was just hard to hate him as a villain because he's Martin Short. Exactly. And he's Preminger. Like, and he's how Preminger. can you hate him? And does he even get arrested? I feel like he's just thrown into cake. He's just thrown into a wedding cake. cake. And that's it. I'm okay with that. I'm okay it's with Preminger. that. He's Preminger. He's free of all crimes. He did technically <laughs> find the geodes. Yeah. But he also did kidnap. He kidnapped royalty. And... Tried to marry the queen. Yeah. After lying to the queen. He had a lot of crimes, but you know what? He is free of all charges. Are you baby girling Preminger? (laughs) I'm baby girling Preminger. It's official. He is baby girl now. (laughs) I give this movie, in case you have not already uh, noticed, I give it 20 out of 10 bibbles. I know it's technically not on the bibble scale, but no. that is my bibble scale, and that is what you get, and that is the end of tweet. <laughs> we control what the bibble scale looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it's our bibble scale, and we will we will decide how it works. We will bibble it accordingly. Yes. It gets 20 out of 10 bibbles. I don't think I need to elaborate on why. I think We've I have discussed a long time enough. elaborating. <laughs> I think I have discussed enough reasons why. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Barbie movies that made us on 90.3 KRNU. Next week, we will be discussing... Fairytopia! Yeah! With Bibble! With Bibble! Yes. You'll get to meet the character our scale is named after. We we stand Bibble in this podcast. We stand. (laughs) 